name is JR. I'm, uh, I like to call myself an artist until I find a real job. Basically, what I do, I take photos, or sometimes I take photos that are not mine, but uh, I, I blow them on buildings, uh, on facades, on rooftops, uh, with paper and, and black and white images. And it's more about what we do, you know, of our images today than how beautiful they are. Uh, it's about the meaning in the location. So all my artworks are always hand-pasted with sometimes a couple of people, sometimes hundreds of people. And it's all free of right. There's no copyright. Anybody can do it. And even if people can't afford it, I'll print for them for free. And uh, so I have different projects where I basically, you know, uh, one project is called Inside Out, where I basically involve people wherever they are in the world. And if they want to highlight an issue that's theirs, I would print the image for them and they will uh, repay them uh, in their community wherever it is in the world. And I wonder how, how you would uh, assess the state of health of our collective public imagination in 2017. Uh, uh, can you just re-repeat the question? How would I... How would you assess the state of health of our collective public ah, okay. imagination in 2017? I think that more than ever, um, you know, we need to put ourselves, uh, and especially as artists, I've, I've always keep that in mind. There's always an easy route, and the society today is pushing us to always take the shortcut, the easy way. And uh, it's interesting because it always sounds like, you know, the best option, but... Um, I've made it a rule in my artwork to kind of take the longest way um, in many in many ways. For example, when I have to enlarge a photo on a wall, uh, sometimes, you know, there's conditions where I could just print it on a banner and put, you know, a few, like, hooks, and then I would put it up in, you know, with two or three people in just one or two hours. I take the other option. I'm going to print hundreds of little strips of paper and I'm going to make handmade glue, and then we're going to hand paste it. So for doing that, I need to have sometimes, you know, quite a number of volunteers, of people, of friends, of people from my team. And the funny thing is, what people do remember the most at the end of that, is not necessarily the image, even if we're part of the installation itself, but about the fact that we all shared something, the experience of. That's why I don't see and I never really see any failure in anything. Uh, because even if it doesn't work, it have create um, you know a, a, a link between people. Um, it always builds something in communities that is not visible if you take the shortcut. One of the main things today uh, between imagination and uh, and our contemporary society is that people have the feeling that of course they're being inspired with everything they see on social media. Uh, by the fact that you can support any kind of cause in the world just by clicking and staying at home behind your screen. And I do believe that that, you know, uh, is a way to be more and more disconnected from each other. And uh, that's why any kind of project and any kind of process I try to build uh, is always incorporating the... Um, physical aspect, the fight of meeting people for real, and uh, and and then of course people are allowed to share it on social media, but I think if we lose that physical aspect, 
uh, we're losing something essential. So everything I'm, you know, uh, trying to do in the work I do, I always incorporate it in the front side of the of the process. Um, many of the, the 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 work of yours that I've seen uh, are either about telling uh, and uh, are about looking at. A, the, the present of a, of a place in a different way or looking at reconnecting to the past of a different of a place in a different way have you done any work which is about looking at the future uh, of a place in a different way or uh, uh, and, and how might you approach that uh, uh, like pieces looking at the future you mean yes yeah, so so the Ellis Ellis brings the past back into the present and then some of the other things that I've seen, you know, are about reflecting the what's happening now, the present, back to people in a different way. Have you ever done anything that 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 brings the future into the present? So, brings what how the future might be into a place. Um, not really. Uh, I think a lot of the artwork that I've done are connected to the present and often. Uh, even more meaning in the future so uh, a lot of my you know the pieces for example the first time when I was 18 years old and I pasted in uh, the suburbs of Paris um, the mayor sued me he was on a project uh, right on the northeast of Paris and then a year later the riots the French riot that exploded in 2005 actually did explode the first car that burned was in front of my photos so I was on the cover of the New York Times, the front page, and I was 19 years old. And they had no idea what was those artworks all the way, you know, uh, uh, on, on the background of the, what is the largest riot since the French Revolution. Now, um, you know, when you look at Ellis, when I've shot that short film on Ellis Island and done the project, it was way before the migrant crisis. And suddenly, you know, um, it, like the, when the migrant crisis exploded in Europe, especially, it became such a subject that, you know, Elise was just a way to remind people of the humanity behind each person. But I never have, um, uh, you know, the talent or the vision to see what could be done in the future. I just have this really strong feeling that uh, if we take off the physical component, the fact that uh, the best part, the best, um, you know, part of the process, for me, in the actions that I do and in the, in the images that I do, is the fact that we're pacing them together, is the fact that people are involved, is the fact that uh, it's always about the adventure and the process of making it. And, and if it creates a great image, amazing. If it doesn't, it's still amazing. Because the process was made to create the link between a lot of people and... Uh, and that's always what I, you know, what I remember, and I know that the people that participate to this project also uh, do remember. So um, I think the future is embedded somehow in the artworks, but in a way that I don't control and mm. that I don't try to control, actually, also. And, and what, why does it matter for our, our imaginations today that we're able to connect to the past? You know, I've, for me, I found the Ellis thing very, really moving in and, and, and kind of increased my sense of imagination and possibility about the migrant crisis, but it was something that was uh, reflecting history for, from the past. Why? Uh, and, and, I, and I noticed, you know, with Donald Trump, he tries to 
reimagine America's history to say that the slaves just sort of came there on holiday or something, you know. Uh, why does it matter that we reclaim our history and how does that make us more imaginative today? Uh, I guess, you know, we have to understand our past to uh, leave the present and approach the future. And for me, uh, talking about the migrant uh, issue, um, that have always been happening, you know, and they always be. Let's say that's the subject that will be never-ending. It's the history of our planet. The reasons have changed, but the fact that people traveling and moving will always look for a better place to live. That's how, you know, uh, sometimes by choice, sometimes because they have no choice. Um, so for me, at least, was an incredible way to, you know, uh, use Ellis Island as a symbol to what's going on around the world. And... And it can be understood anywhere in the world, even if they've never heard of any silence. So, um, you know, I've, I've always had a, um, an amazing inspiration into archival images. I've done a project called Unframed, where I use archival images and uh, paste them back on walls. And to give you an example, I was once in South of France, in Marseille, in one of the most popular, like, you know, um, melting pot uh, neighborhood, La Belle de Mai of uh, Marseille. And uh, there's a lot of tension between Arabs, Blacks, and French. And there was an old French man that lived there and, you know, don't have that many uh, friends uh, because he lost kind of the way to connect with the youth. And uh, I've asked anybody in the neighborhood to give me a photo that makes sense to them. So some people give me a photo of their childhood, some people have came by boat to Marseille and never had any photos, so they find a photo that made sense to them. And uh, this old man, you know, gave me a photo when he was uh, in the Marine, uh, in the French Marine. So I paced him really handsome with other people, like uh, all in the beautiful suit of the Navy. And uh, I remember when we were pacing him and he was there, a lot of the youth in the neighborhood was like, oh my God, is that you? Uh, you were in the Navy, and which country have you seen? And then he was very proud, and uh, and then telling them, I've been to this, I've been to Algeria at that time, I've been to that place. And, uh, and then I remember him at the end of the day telling me, I've never talked so much with the people around me in this neighborhood. I've never had a connection with them. And uh, it's amazing to see sometimes what just a little bit of paper, a little bit of, uh, you know, photography and image, uh, sometimes enlarge a little, but replace in a different context can, you know, create a whole different meaning. And I uh, remember pasting in Switzerland once and some uh, archival photos that I found in the Museum of Photography, and I've looked at photos that they were not using anymore. And I, uh, you know, I just pasted them in the city and pasted the beautiful Man Ray picture on uh, on a church. I've, I've pasted the beautiful uh, Giacometti. Um, a photograph of nuns running in the snow uh, on the other side of the church and, and just the reactions that the people and how it connected uh, people from completely different paths always amazed me and uh, the fact of using archival images for that is like a common ground it's something you don't discuss anymore it's something that had happened that you know there's no discussion about it and, and now it's about what memory everybody is reading an image depending on their own history. And that's, I think, the most important part is you might be touched by Ellis because your old family was a migrant, 
and so you'll be touched a certain way, or you might be touched by Ellis for complete other reason, just because of the graphic, because of uh, the number of people, because of how you connected to the issue, but it always connect to your own approach of that subject. And that's something I've learned in the street. I can paste the exact same images, but in two different locations, and because the, the you know it's a completely different story, then the people won't receive it the same way. And that's something that I like doing in my work, just to observe the impact of an image, um, you know, in one situation and another. And you you work you work often with people in in communities uh, where there's a lot of poverty and people are working very hard and maybe don't have that much time and space to to be really imaginative about the future and how the future could be. Have you seen your work and the and the work you've done with people uh, affect that have you have you seen that people who've got involved with projects have felt more imaginative more kind of uh, empowered um uh so wait the the, the question is uh is what if, if are the people more empowered in the in the project and places like that than in other places yeah, well, when you finished, when you've done your project and they've been involved and worked with you for a month or two or whatever, and they've seen all these amazing pastes, pastings going up all over their neighbourhood, how how does that change them, do you think? Um, you know, the, the beautiful thing in, in art is that you can never measure in the same way than, you know, the, like an NGO do and, or any kind of... Uh, uh, Accountability of how much it impacts, but the truth is sometimes you do see the impact of the artwork. You know, in community where I've worked over the years, um, I have seen how people have been proud. It's mainly a, a thing of pride of uh, being recognized. Let me give you an example of that neighborhood I was talking to you earlier, where the mayor sued me uh, uh, ten years ago. Mm -hmm. Basically. I came back and I kept on walking that neighborhood, uh, you know, all the way up to now. And uh, what was interesting is that last year I started doing a mural the same way um, that, uh, uh, you know, Diego Rivera have done it in Mexico. And uh, uh, I've done a mural in the exact, you know, same, um, but in black and white. So representing everybody, actually from the mayor, to uh, the drug dealer, to, the, you know, the fireman, to the... Everybody was represented. Then I've, uh, I went and, and, uh, and I saw the mayor and I was like, look, um, you're part of this now, like everybody else. Uh, would you find me a wall to put it in the city? And I'll paint it myself and it would stay permanent uh, here, ideally, in the middle of the neighborhood. So he finds us a wall, uh, and then uh, we pasted it. And the incredible thing is that the French president came and inaugurated the mural and said, now this is part of our French patrimony. Now, in this neighborhood, uh, in the suburbs of Paris, there have never been a president that have came where there haven't been any, like, you know, tension or rocks or, like... And that day was a complete peaceful day where he came to recognize that this place that is forgotten, that is not heard, that is uh, where the people doesn't feel they belong they're, uh, uh, to the French community. And now he came there just to say, okay, guys, we recognize you. You're part of our patrimony. 
this is a French village like any other one. And you should have seen how people were so proud to be part of this neighborhood. And this mural is still there today and haven't been touched by one person. And uh, and everybody's represented it there. And, and basically what it does is it, it makes them, you know, visually be part of the history the same way when you look at, you know, the murals at the Louvre or, uh, you know, in... Um, uh, you know, in a lot of museums or the Decorivera mural, you kind of understand a part of uh, of history through the people that you think through that mural. And, um, and you know, for me, that's the best way that you kind of, I mean, one of the great ways to bring dignity back to people by making them part of history, making them, that they feel part, they're, they're not, like, left aside. So it's one of the biggest problems we're seeing in France, and I think also it's something in the UK, is a question of integration. Mm. And uh, and that's something that we fail doing, and that you know, young kids my age who come like me from uh, you know second generation of migrants don't necessarily feel French because French have never really uh, you know uh, recognized them uh, as French, and uh, and and that creates something a feeling of uh, where you you don't feel um, you know Tunisian or. African or whatever, wh- wherever your parents come from, because you've never been there, but you also don't feel, uh, uh, you know, French in a country that you've been born. And that, uh, of course, creates feelings where, you know, you don't have, uh, a, uh, you know, like a, uh, a feeling of uh, apartment. And, 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 and I think that's, uh, that's, that's one of, you know, the projects that I'm, more, that I'm the most involved in. Uh, to walk and involve people into their own history. And, and I will keep doing murals like that. I think the next one I want to do will be in Chicago in the U.S. And, uh, and, and who knows where next. Mm. And um, one of the questions I've asked everybody that I spoke to was, if, you, if, if it had been J.R. rather than uh, Macron who was elected as the president uh, last month, and your campaign had been based on the idea of make France as imaginative as possible. We want we want to see uh, our towns, our cities, our our people as 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 imaginative as they could possibly be. I wonder what you might do. I wonder what might be some of the things that you would do in your first hundred days in office. <laughs> You know, I won't even get into that because my the way I process and I think the way my mind is also made is that, you know, I've never been involved in politics. I never even uh, support a politician. I've always, the way, I don't even ask for authorization in the work I do. And the way I function is uh, by asking directly the people. And so it would never even come to my mind. I can't even put my imagination to think of what I would do as president because that's not for me as an artist where I feel uh, I can make change and uh, the change that I feel that I can see that I where I can see results and uh, and and excitement is by working directly with the people that's why most of the work I do is you know without authorization I don't say it's illegal because I do ask the people I'm doing it with and for me it's like doing a mini referendum if everybody in the street that I'm doing it, I'm saying, yes, you can take my wall, yes, you can take my picture, yes, you can paste here. It means that basically I'm doing it legally. Um, but 
you know, I uh, the same way I don't work with brands. So you would ask me, what would be the cow that you would do tomorrow? Or if you had to do a T-shirt, what would it be? I don't do any of that. And the fact that I don't have to even put my brand into that, my brain into brands or into politics, give me so much more time to think about just art, just about people. I don't have to negotiate with, you know, all those people that try to incorporate you into their short-term uh, uh, marketing plan. And uh, I can walk into some, uh, you know, artworks where I have the right to fail because I only engage my, my myself and and the people faces. Uh, and uh, and everyone knows that from the beginning that it's, uh, it's you know, it's just an art project. I don't know what it's going to do. And then sometimes years later it have an amazing impact, but most of the time I, you know, I can't predict it uh, or know it. And that's part of also why I'm doing it. I, I love seeing uh, over the years and following all the projects that I've been to and seeing, you know, what have results of those or not. Or it's kind of a sociolog way of working. So I really can't put myself and my head into the, the political process. Um, yeah, I, I, I hear that. So so are, are there any, uh, maybe to reframe that a little bit, If, if, if there, are, are there any things that you perceive in French society today as being uh big obstacles to the to the place being as as imaginative as it could be uh, like, you mean which obstacles uh, yeah so so for example do it is it, does the education system in france help people become more imaginative or less imaginative or or does the does the the way that yeah i don't know i suppose just what you think might need to change in order to make uh, the imagination more able to flourish or actually for you it's just a question of we just don't need anyone's permission we're just going to just get on and do it now making people realize the the power they have and the impact they can have uh, via images is you know what i focus uh, you know most of my work in so uh recently without asking anything i mean uh, kids book in uh, and schools book in france in a couple of years they have to study why I did the wall and who are the Palestinians and who are the Israelis and they have to study me at school. And I often ask them, I say, damn, I haven't even been to school and now I'm becoming a problem you have to solve in school. <laughs> and I find that pretty interesting. Now, in that inside that project that I was telling you about, I'm really focusing it on, um, uh, on education. So basically, the best project that I have seen so far of people using their images to share ideas and values and and, and, and making projects was uh, in school, in the U.S., in France, all over the world. And so we have dedicated most of the project into that now because uh, we were seeing a lot more results. And I do believe that, you know, if we can't work on changing the mind uh, 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 that fast on, on the current, uh, 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 you know, uh, people that are controlling the world and making, you know, uh, uh, the biggest companies of today, I think what's more interesting as an artist is to go and tap into uh, the youth, into schools, into helping them to access art projects, to show them, you know, that there's other ways to express, to share, to see the world. And that's why um, I used to do much less, uh, you know, interviews and not show myself at all. And then I realized that most other people didn't understand that I didn't want to have any branding with it. So for them, you know, it could be financed by whoever, it would be the same. And I made sure that that was not the case and that 
um, it would not be the same. And in today's world where everything is finances by brand and by this, and even if we go at a stadium, it's the Staples Stadium or the whatever stadium, um, it's a, that's like a big fight to try and, uh, you know, and, and make artworks showing that, you know, it can be done also without. And when I done the Louvre last year, uh, they don't have any budget. They invite you as an artist, but they don't have any money. So uh, I told them, don't worry. Let me find a way, create a chain of people so that we're going to do that without any of those partners that will want to use the energy that have that we have built all over the years with all this community and to use them as promotion and that I want to keep for what it is, for something that no one can buy and that the people own. And for you as an artist, how different is it, a, a, an experience when you create art with hundreds of people than when you just create art on your own? Um, yeah, I've never created really art on my own, so I don't know. <laughs> From the real beginning, uh, I've always have helped of friends, and uh, so I've always kind of put myself in situation where I needed people to make it. And then I created a situation to need actually much more people to do it, and that's why I found it was, you know, the most interesting and the most fascinating. Mm. So um, that was all, was all my questions. It's just if you if you had any last reflections on on imagination that uh, I haven't asked you the right question for. Um, I don't know, like that. I don't really. Uh, uh, if I think of something, I'll call you back. But right now. Um, I don't. I don't think I've over. I over process imagination. It kind of comes naturally. I kind of set a frame around how I create. So imagination comes naturally into that frame. Mm. But um, uh, uh, I don't. I don't think I have. Uh, 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 you know, uh, something else to say, especially on that topic. Like that. I mean, I actually that comes to mind like that. I don't think so. Oh, I will ask you just just one last thing. So. How, how, in your childhood, do you are there elements of your childhood that you think made you more imaginative? You know, when when you look back, are there are there elements in your life that you think have contributed to making you the imaginative person you are today? Um, you know, in my personal case, I would say the fact that I've always had freedom to, you know be in the street and go on rooftop and in tunnels and like um, I've never really saw art. I didn't know that there was any art uh, museum or galleries before I started doing graffiti and it was called uh, vandalism. So it's only years after that people tell me, no, you are an artist, that's what you're doing. I've, I had no idea. For me, when I was 18 years old and I pasted really small pictures on the Champs-Élysées, I've made it. That I couldn't go higher than that. There was nothing more interesting. And uh, so I think, you know, I was just a kid from the suburbs with a really closed uh, mind that haven't really traveled, but I was open to go in other neighborhoods. I was open to go in the north of Paris and in the south, in the west and in the east, but I haven't even thought bigger than that. And then slowly with the time, then I've always tried, and, and today too, uh, like to go in places, to, I'm always looking for the place where people would say, no, that's not a place for art. And I've been in tons of places around the world. I was even in Somalia a couple of weeks ago. And each places people invite me to do more and uh, community and get themselves to create more. And I find that amazing because 
uh, <coughs> in a lot of the places, people put a wall into their own uh, mind of like, no, it wouldn't be possible over there. And I'm like, okay, maybe it's not. Let me go and try. And when I go and try, it's actually possible. But it, it was only by trying that you could know if it is. So I'm always trying to see how I can push the limits further than what we see, where we think they are.